Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Wrecked Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And April Collins. Hi. Uh, you, if you want to find more about this podcast, you can do that at OverlyAnimated.com, where we have discussed animated films and other programming in the past. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Wherever you listen to us, we always appreciate any ratings or reviews you want to leave us. But yeah, today we will be discussing the latest uh, Disney release uh, to, to theaters, uh, the Wreck-It Ralph sequel. Uh, we will be starting with a brief non-spoiler discussion for those who are interested in the movie but haven't gone to see it yet and want to know general opinions before going out. And from there, we'll be getting into more details uh, ap- after our initial discussion. But yeah, so guys, uh, I'll open up the floor to you. Um, we'll go to um, April 1st. Uh, how did you feel in general about the movie without going too into details? So in general, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I'm the type of person who's always very weary when it comes to sequels, um, especially with like Disney, like animation and anything like that, because they just have a track record for not doing so well um, with the second go of things. Mm. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to name any examples, but because the list will go on forever. But it was it was really like enjoyable, very pleasant. Um, I enjoyed like all of the jokes. Uh, it made me cry at one point. So if you want to feel mm-hmm. all of the feels, uh, totally recommend this movie, especially if you enjoyed the first one. Um, I loved the first Wreck-It Ralph movie. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I have no problem just sitting there and watching it like once a week if I really had to um, or didn't have any other options. So I would totally recommend seeing this movie, especially if you're a fan of the first one. All right. So a, a warm beginning from April. Uh, Michelle, how, how did you feel about this movie? I So the only thing I really knew about it was when they released the promo stuff with all the princesses and everyone freaked <laughs> out. And I was like, whoa, what is the plot of this movie? And I was like, okay, it's the internet. That still doesn't make sense. Why are all the princesses here? And that's literally all I knew. Um, and I, I don't know why I was, I was worried going into it that it would disappoint, but it honestly didn't. I love that, um, you know, Ralph and Vanellope's friendship is such, like, it's still the heart of the movie. And I think that was a really good choice, um, because they're the two most important characters and they're the ones that really, you know, I've only seen the first one once, but I remember it very fondly. Um, and I remember it surprised me by how good it was. So I think this is a worthy successor. Um, some parts did feel a little rushed ter- towards like, um, you know, like three thirds into the movie, like the tail end. I was like, okay. So I feel like there are certain beats you're trying to hit that maybe you didn't need to hit, but like the core stuff between them and like the overall message of just like, you know, like friendships are always going to change and that's okay. And if it's a strong friendship, like you'll still make it work, even if it's going to be different and you might not see each other all the time. Like, I think that's great. Made me really happy. I love their friendship a lot. Um, so I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really nice, like, watch. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be talking more in depth about uh, their relationship once we get into the spoiler part of this. 
But I, I agree that th- this sequel does a great job in focusing on their two characters. I, I think in general, despite of the in- the integration of the whole internet atmosphere, I think that this feels like a more focused movie to me than the first one. And just in general, I think I, I was I was lower on the first movie than, than you guys. Hearing how you guys are talking about it, I was like, oh, okay, it's a Disney movie, it's fine. But like, it, I didn't have really any uh, nostalgia for it. But watching this is like, wait, why why does this work better to me? But but I think it's because the stuff that they're doing with Vanellope and Ralph's relationship is a lot more mature than I think the first movie was trying to do. And uh, also the jokes, I think, never go like too into the cringy internet meme thing that I think I was worried about when you hear like, oh, they're going into the internet. And you, you're saying in your head like, oh, well, that's just like the emoji movie, but like, and that's synonymous with, with trash. So like <laughs> com- compared to that, like this ends up in- in- integrating that stuff a lot better. And I think that it just... And as April mentioned, it's like when it gets to the uh, the most emotional moments, it did get me a bit teary-eyed, especially on second watch. So I, I think that this is a very good movie, uh, definitely better than the original in my in my opinion. And uh, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch if you, you are if you're hesitant about the settings or about just Wreck-It Ralph in general. I think all three of us agree that it is a great sequel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So uh, on that note, uh, if you haven't watched Wreck-It Ralph 2 and you want to go see it, pa- feel free to pause and we'll, we'll be here when you come back <laughs> to talk more about <laughs> uh, But yeah, now, now getting into the, into the spoiler discussion, um, what, what part of the movie do you guys feel is uh, most worthy of discussion first? Because there are different, uh, different parts that I think work for different people here. Um, April and Michelle, that, do you have anything um, specific? Hmm. Um, I was going to say, because there is, I, okay, my brain will work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that, because, you know, you talked about how, like, they're, the, the, I guess, overall theme or whatever of the, the movie is a little bit more mature, and I totally agree with that, like, 100%, and it's interesting because, like, whenever you're looking at, like, Vanellope's character versus, like, Ralph's character in terms of, like, their exploration of themselves both of them are exploring like very mature like elements of themselves like Vanellope is like I guess trying to find her place and like she's sort of unhappy in her situation she's kind of like at this cusp of her life like what does she want to do where does she want to go like is this all that there is to life where in how that sort of differs with Ralph because he's very like content with where everything is he's happy with his current situation and then you get into like Ralph later and you're exploring like his insecurities like with his friendship uh, with Penelope and everything like that. And I find both of those elements just super relatable. Um, I guess like I related more to the, I don't know. Cause I found like both of them. I was just like, Oh my gosh, like why are you touching me so hard? Because like, <laughs> yeah, cause, like I'm like dealing with, I guess like getting older. Cause I'm about to turn 30. Yay. Go me. But like, it's like another one of those things where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like what am I doing with my life? Is this where I thought I would be? Am I happy here? Like, not that I'm not unhappy or anything like that, but it's just like questions that get brought up. And so I related, with Penelope in that sense but then like Ralph and all of his insecurities I'm like oh my gosh I also am insecure about my relationships in my life especially like with my friends and like all of these things and so they kind of like tied in together even though you're looking at two different characters so there's a lot of like different parts that like stood out at the end with me um but like I just totally got a kick out of how like 
they like scanned Ralph's insecurities and it just became like a bunch of him. And he's just like, where's my friend? And like running around all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So, even though I found it very horrifying whenever they formed a giant Ralph. But so there's a lot of like, like different moments for me that kind of like, I guess like rung out for me, like the, the, especially whenever like Penelope's having that conversation with, um, what is it? Shank and mm. like on the car. Yeah, so, like, especially, like, that conversation, because it's, like, a very real conversation to have, and it's definitely a conversation you would, like, not ever want someone who, like, could take it the wrong way to hear, which Ralph did, and then, you know, it just snowballed out of there. So, I think, like, in terms of, like, the more, like, serious elements, like, that moment stood out a lot for me. Yeah, for for sure. And uh, I, I think what I like about it, as you alluded to, I think there's two main parts of this Ralph Penelope thing is on the one hand, it's the differing philosophies on life, right? Like you have Ralph yeah. who, who's like, well, I'm fine doing the thing I do every day. I'm happy that way. And it's fine. And then you have Penelope on the other side. It's like, I want change. I, I like the feeling of not knowing what's going to happen. And I think the movie does a good job at not saying that either side is necessarily wrong, because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like Ralph... Mm-hmm. continues on with his life he's not really chided for it like that's just how he wants to live and it's fine and at the same time Vanellope ends up getting her wish of, of, of like searching out for a better life but I like that the the movie like explores like there are two there there are these different ways of life and like friendships can happen between people of different philosophies but at some point those philosophies are going to cause a bit of diversion but it's just that shows how strong your friendship is so you have that side of it, but then you also have the the Ralph's being clinginess part of it, where like his idea of friendship is always being to, together, and so uh, like that that insecurity side feels like something separate from the from the main from the philosophy thing. But at the same time, the movie just uh, puts them both both of those uh, those through lines together so perfectly in the final scene where they say goodbye to each other. And they have like the emotional crying hug. So I I, I just, I I love the part, I love the the entire movie's handling of that relationship, like how it, like you see the cracks coming in in the beginning to the point where it culminates in them breaking up and to them finally, to Ralph finally coming to the realization of why he wasn't able to understand Vanellope's side of things. So I, I, I love all, all of that for sure. Um, Michelle, how, how do you feel about the, the Ralph and Elope dynamic in this movie? It's really, I mean, I'm trying to think, cause again, I only saw the first one once and it was, it's like maybe four years ago. Um, and I do think it's true that they are handling more mature things now. One thing I do kind of appreciate is that there's no overt villain this time around, which there very clearly was in the first movie. And that's just such a thing we come to expect with family animated films. The, the villain was inside <laughs> of us the whole time. Right! Like, the thing, the, the idea that, like, Ralph is the one who kind of decides to put the virus into play even though he knows that it's not a good idea and there is there was always the chance he could get out of hand and it really got out of hand and then he actually did break the internet for a while i i love that he he's able to kind of look like like raper was saying he looks at his insecurities which are transformed into like thousands of hymns the worst parts of him 
um, and, and is able to very clearly say like, oh, you know, when I look at myself from up here, I do seem very insecure and clingy and all those things you were saying. I get it now, and I'm sorry. That, that's clearly not good. I do think Ralph is the one who really has an arc, potentially a character arc for this movie, because um, Vanellope starts off more or less saying, like, you know, I'm not content with monotony. I want to change. I want more excitement. I'm good at what I do in my game, but, like, that's not enough for me. And she she gets that, and she's happy, and she's going to keep being challenged. Now she has the whole internet to play in forever. Like, there's always going to be more challenges for her, and that's what she always wanted at the start of the movie. Whereas Ralph, he... He has to change the way he thinks about his relationship with Penelope, which is arguably the strongest, closest bond he's ever had with anyone in his life. And that's pretty huge. And the fact that he's able to do that and come to a place of contentment by the end of the movie is a pretty big deal. Um, but I do think in that way... Maybe Ralph has like a little more focus in the movie than Penelope um, because of that. But I don't mind it because like honestly, they're they're... I don't want to say it's a bromance, but like a kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's wonderful, and we don't see that very often. So I always get really excited when it does happen. These like just platonic friendships that are so close and so caring and so full of love, um, and wanting what's best for the other person, even if it takes them a whole movie to like really figure that out and let go of their own baggage. It. I think it's really lovely, and I really like that they got to an okay place. And, like, clearly neither of their journeys are over, and I kind of like that, too. Like, it's open. I don't necessarily need to see a third one, but if it's as good as this one, maybe I would be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking to Vanellope not necessarily having as full of an, a character arc as Ralph, I will say that, as April alluded to, there's the conversation that she has with Shank, where, as well as the, the musical sequence, where we do see that Vanellope has been holding back because she also is more being held by the fear of, uh, of, um, of angering Ralph or like losing Ralph as a friend too, because she, she also has the internal struggle. Like, am I wrong to, to want to change so big that it might put Ralph out of my life for a little bit? So that's not, so while, while I agree that it's not as big as what Ralph has to do, but I do think that Vanellope does have to work through some issues of her own in this movie as well, especially in the back half uh, of, of the movie. Um, oh, for sure. Like, I, yeah. I definitely agree. It's not that there is an absence on her end. It's just that I, I don't think it's framed as the focus quite the same way Ralph's is. But it's it's very much still there and is warrant of discussion, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, all, all of this, uh, these, it, it builds up to this uh, en- ending sequence with, uh, that April alluded to, which is a giant insecurity monster, <laughs> like li- literal... in. It, Technological insecurity and emotional insecurity spawning as millions of Ralphs going together into one large monster. And I just want to point it out because it is indeed very disturbing. Uh, it's so uh, horrifying. <laughs> like, that's what nightmares are made of. <laughs> and it's just ch- chance friend over and over again. And like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that's a, that's a haunting thing, but uh, in the context of this movie, it, it ends up being very, um, <laughs> Very, very weird to, to watch. It's just the fact that it's a Disney movie at all. It's like a bit, ju- a bit um, like dissonance that came on my brain. Like, is this supposed to, this isn't usually what a Disney movie does, right? But, 
that, that was uh, that was very freaky, and that was uh, that that final moment uh, where uh, Ralph is being crushed, and the Vanellope is like, "Hey, fine, I'll be your only friend," and that that ends up being the the kind of the light bulb sequence for Ralph, where it's like, "Wait, that's wrong. Why? Why am I?" Uh, why, why am I giving off that vibe to, to Vanellope at all? And so he ends up explaining that, and the insecurity monster turns to light, I guess, and the virus goes away. But just that that that, that sequence is kind of like the climax of this whole rela- relationship arc of the movie. And I, I do want to give a, give it highlight because I I do feel that it like lays out stuff very cleanly, while at the same time it doesn't feel forced, if if that makes sense. No, I totally agree. I think that, um, like, the climax of it, uh, even though, like, I I mean, I guess, like, it's so easy to just be like, I realize they are my ways, and then for it to just sort of fizzle out that way, I think they did it in such a way that it didn't, like, it wasn't jarring for it to kind of come to an end. Because sometimes with movies, I feel like, especially whenever, like, we're exploring, like, internal struggles, it it almost seems like... uh, it's like if they were having a conversation with someone was just like, oh, we'll just feel better. And you're like, you know what? You're right. I do feel better. Like, thank you <laughs> yeah. for saying that. And so sometimes I feel like whenever movies are exploring like internal struggles, like insecurity in, re- in relationships and things like that, that it, it's almost like they have that conversation where someone's just like, you know what? Just feel better. And they're like, I do feel better. Thank you so much. And then the movie ends. And so I think this was a nice sort of like way to like, I guess, like come to that conclusion while still coming to that conclusion, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the, the movie itself, like in in that Ralph monologue, he's like, I, it's not it's not going to be easy. Like it is going to hurt. So like he he lays that out, and then we have like the the cool down sequence, which is them having the goodbye sequence and them crying and stuff. So you you do get the sensation that it isn't easy, right? Like it's not as simple as okay, I'm not insecure anymore. Bye. Like it, there's still a feeling of like, well, this is still tough for Ralph. So like it doesn't it, it doesn't feel as easy as other movies might, might portray it as you as you point out um yeah. uh, any anything else to to call out from from this whole through line because it is a big part of the movie um like also that i don't know if this is an angle to to go through but like do you get the sense that this talks to something about like to- toxic masculinity or white white knighting like ralph like always wanting to be there to like protect vanellope when vanellope doesn't really need it sort of thing i, I don't I don't know if we dig enough, we'll find something like that, but, or, or what do you guys think? I feel like they kind of like touch on it. And especially whenever like we have the whole, I guess, sequence with the Disney princesses and things like that. Um, because mm-hmm. what is it? The bonding thing that they have is like, Oh, did like, does, did everyone just assume that you needed a big, strong man to come and save you? And like Penelope says, yes. And they're like, she is a princess. And so <laughs> they kind of like slightly touch on that, especially whenever like Penelope does come to save Ralph in the end. And they have the whole thing with like the Disney princesses helping out. So I feel like they kind of slightly touched again. They just touched on it, but they didn't like explore it too much. And I think that's also part of like, the small part of Vanellope's like character arc too in the movie is that like she always has Ralph there to protect her and then she meets Shank who is like this strong woman um you know runs a street gang has a really fancy <laughs> car um I mean who wouldn't idolize her she's voiced by uh 
what's her face? You get Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah Gal Gadot. <laughs> I was just gonna say Wonder Woman, but that works too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's probably how you she's better be known wrong, as yeah. these days. <laughs> but so I feel like we we sort of slightly touch on that with Vanellope, and I think that we touch on it enough that it's not like. Um, I'm going to use the word uh, or I'm going to use the phrase overtly feminist. Um, But it's, it's like nice enough to where I'm like, look at all these strong ladies doing strong lady things. Like, I love that. And I love that. Like, because Penelope is like a younger character that we could have, you know, her like, look at me, I'm saving you. And you're supposed to be the big, strong man. Like you literally destroy a building for your job. Like (laughs) I'm going to put you in a Disney princess dress. Enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, and th- th- that line with uh, with uh, I I think it's uh, well, it's Rapunzel who who says like does everyone assume a big strong man c- comes to save you like that was a line that was ended the first trailer for the movies so we were like oh well that's a, a very strong feminist line to put put in like your first presentation of the movie but it doesn't it doesn't end up being that strongly in the rest of the movie but it it, it does get touched upon as as you laid out April. Um, Michelle, I don't know if you have any thoughts. Um, okay, the princess, the Disney princess sequences were quite possibly my least favorite parts of the entire movie. Okay, that gives us a good segue. <laughs> yeah, so no, uh, I, I, think, uh, no, I, I don't think they were like super strong, and I think that people gave them way more credit than they really should have. Like yeah. all of the other moments in the movie stood like stand out so much more. And when I like as I'm thinking back on, I'm like. Oh, like the Disney princesses scenes, like, like, can we just skip them? (laughs) Well, here's my thing. Like when we, when we got the trailer, it was like pretty much the whole intro of the princess scene. And then later it came out the pictures of them chilling. And like, that's pretty much the entire thing. Like they used up all of their princess content in the run up. Like of course, there's the action sequence at the end, which I I think was pretty good. Like I really like the Mulan music kicking in when like the shit her stuff comes in. They they like all participated in like helping Ralph uh, not fall to his death. So I think that that part was fine. But the the princess scene in the Oh My Disney part, like we saw all of it pretty much in the trailer, so it didn't. It, it it lost a bit of impact that that way to me personally and also at least, at least to me i don't have that much connection to the disney princesses so apologies to people who are or are very fans of them but like i just don't have as much of a connection to really enjoy seeing them all on the big screen together for the first time i'm sure this crossover is very huge to people but uh i i didn't get that sensation the the whole scene of them like chilling like and like lounging around and everything like that. I was like, Oh my gosh, they literally put them all in clothes that now these like tiny humans are going to want to go back. Like that was all I was thinking the entire time that scene was on the screen. I was like, Oh my gosh, they're literally just trying to sell merchandise right now. Like that is, that is what they are doing. (laughs) That's how I felt too. And also, I mean, Alex, you point out that they, they used a lot of the princess stuff for the initial promos anyway. So it wasn't a surprise to see it in the movie, but that's not even why I didn't like it i didn't like it because it was like the most base level of when they tried to be feminist it was like the it's like okay maybe this is like too hot a take um but it's (laughs) feminist it's like oh like wink wink 
like the, these are we know we're doing this and isn't it funny and oh we're gonna flip it on its head at the end because we're gonna save a strong man from distress and aren't we powerful it but then, <laughs> like like you were two were saying they don't do anything with that concept it's kind of a throwaway gag honestly and i would rather it not be included because we don't need that <laughs> i'm sorry you can bleep that <laughs> <laughs> that because Vanellope already has a great thing going with Gal who's named Shank in the movie <laughs> that she already she she meets her on her own terms they both have this really great skill of writing they both see each other as a competitor peer they develop a friendship she confides in her for honest advice about her situation like nobody turns evil on anyone like they stay friends the whole damn time we didn't need this princess stuff to be like oh look a positive thing for girls to look at like she had that with shank so why throw in the princesses unless you want to sell something and selling feminisms may be the most disgusting thing you can try to sell to little girls. That is why I don't like it. I think it it's bad. Be, it should just be organic. Like you should just have like strong female characters. And you shouldn't winking about it. Like we know what you're thinking, but it's, wait, that's not. It's good. it's kind of like it's like their attempt at like we understand that everything we've done with these characters is wrong. And so we're just going to try and make light of it. And, and that's not okay. We're joke about it, but then never talk about it again. And like, and, and wow. yeah, and we're going to pretend that our, like our making up for it is, you know, having them save Ralph at the end of it. Like, yeah, nope. I'm with Michelle. I could have done without it too. Like, Sorry. Wow, Sorry. I, I, I was not. I was not expecting this. Dress that didn't, like if they're trying to make it funny that they put him in a dress that didn't fit him. Like I don't understand that. Why is that funny? <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> awkward. His stomach it's, hanging out. Like he's clearly uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like not like over. Like ha ha. He's in a dress, but it's a little like I know we're supposed to think this is funny, but like. Like, why? <laughs> why was that storyboarded? Now, w- would you advocate for Shank becoming a Disney princess? I think Shank's going to be a good one. Yeah, she doesn't need that. She's <laughs> fine. She's got a whole gang, like April was saying. She's like the head honcho. She's got an amazing friend of Buzz, too, who's also the head honcho. I think they're already killing it. They don't need the princess title to feel important or cool. They're already important and cool. Okay. So since Shank doesn't qualify, uh, to give, even though this is a, uh, I guess we're, we're not high on the scene, but do you have a favorite out of these? Of princesses? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Like a, oh. the, does anybody stand out in these, in these scenes? My favorite uh, was uh, Merida from Brave. Because they overtly <laughs> gave her a super thick accent mm-hmm. so that they couldn't understand her just so they could poke fun at Pixar. I did, like, that was the only thing that I slightly appreciated. And then I was also slightly offended because I love Pixar. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Pocahontas, when she's just standing there, her hair is, like, flowing the like there's a breeze. <laughs> that was pretty funny, I will admit. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm a Mulan f- fan. I, I think yeah. that she was pretty cool in her chill phase. Uh, she says that she st- she stared at a water trough to have her song. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, her her music is the best of any princess music. So I liked her segment in the action sequence. So, 
yeah, so Princess is uh, not not a not a hit. Oh, C three PO was in this scene and he looked very weird animated. So I I just want to highlight that because I don't I don't like animated robots. Oh, well. I didn't, oh, okay. He he was so forgettable in that scene. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought it up. But he just shows up to tell him, hey, guys, you got to be in this BuzzFeed quiz in five minutes. Hey, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, no, he just, he, he he stood out as looking very weird when he walked. But uh, anyways, um, we, we've talked a bit about Shank already about this. So I, I guess we can go go there to Slaughter Race. That's also a very big part of this uh, movie. Um, they go into this online game to uh, steal her car to get money. And there's the, there's this very amazing car chase sequence that I was very impressed by since I feel like mm-hmm. chase sequences in animated movies, usually you get the sensation, oh, they're just to fill time and stuff. But, like, it looked really cool. <laughs> and the, the music yeah. was very metal. And also Gal, Gal Gadot and her animated self looks cool, too. Like, I want her leather jacket and boots. It's, it's I'll great. find it for you. <laughs> you want to just I put up a picture for her <laughs> for me to look at? but. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know uh, how, how you guys felt. To, uh, we've already given most of our thoughts, I think, about Shank, but like just uh, all the slaughter race stuff in this movie. Uh, if you have any general thoughts about that, I, I mean, I liked it. I thought the it was like an interesting sort of uh, like world, and I love the like, like the contrast between slaughter race and um, oh, I can't even think remember the uh, sugar rush. Like oh yeah. And how, like, the names are sort of, like, almost slightly parallel, like, Race, Rush, like, Slaughter, Sugar, like, it, it, it almost seemed, like, very fitting that Penelope would be find home in that place, especially because, you know, she doesn't fit in in Sugar Rush, um, it's all cutesy, and she's not, I mean, she's adorable, but she's not that, like, cutesy, so. <laughs> the heart of a fighter. Mm-hmm. I liked the whole like uh what is it like they were all like being tough and everything like that especially whenever the players were there and then as soon as the players went away they're just like oh like how was your week like I loved that sort of like oh in our downtime we're all BFFs kind of situation I I, I always appreciate like small little jokes like that it makes me makes me happy <laughs> mm-hmm. Michelle I like slaughter rays it seemed like a fun place for Penelope. <laughs> she was so all about it. And she even, when she's talking to Shank Lair, she's like, that place felt like home. And Sugar Rush never has really felt like home. And that's a pretty big deal, too. But, I mean, so what is Slaughter Race, do we think, parroting? Is it, like, kind of Grand Theft Auto and also a racing game? Is yeah, Grand Theft Auto a racing game? <laughs> I've, it's I've sort of is because you're, I don't know. Well, you're racing away from the police police so right okay in that sense because i was gonna ask the same question like what game what type of game is slaughter race like is it a racing game because then you had like the players like walking around and doing things so i was like is this like a rpg like racing game because like the car was loot so yeah grand theft auto does that too like it's not like you can just like walk around in that game if you really feel like it i think there's one edition where you actually have to like exercise because your character gets fat (laughs) oh my god it's amazing so it's kind of like sims in a way too yeah it's it's but with stealing cars yeah the best person (laughs) why can't we steal cars in sims because we have grand theft auto that's why Uh, yeah that's why (laughs) 
Uh, and also with Slaughter Race, uh, we have that, that opening car chase sequence, but we also have a musical sequence in the back half. Um, the, the song is called A Place Called Slaughter Race. The, the lyrics are, are written, <laughs> the lyrics are written by Alan Menken, who does all the Disney songs. Like this ha- is produced like a normal Disney princess song. <laughs> and it's just her singing about Slaughter Race. And I thought it was very lovely and I was impressed because I usually don't like musicals, but like this, the the song, it's so goofy that it works. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I will admit, like, I was really upset because I was like, they're going to force a song into this movie. But like, <laughs> I was like, there is no place for, for like, princess songs in here. But I, I was also like, it, again, I was nice. Like, I enjoyed it. The, the lyrics were hilarious. So and like the visuals to go along with it were even better. Yeah, like there, there's the creep, creepy clowns flying in the sky. There, the the sh- uh, the shark comes out of the out of the manhole. He, she pets one of the mangy dogs. Um, I think That's there's a in lyric. The shark's mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lyric where she just says, "Hey, look, there's a dollar store." <laughs> like that That's how you know this place is real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just uh, the and I I think that's Sarah Silverman doing the singing too. So like, props to her for like pulling off singing kid voice. Um, singing kid voice. <laughs> or seeing it all. That's hard enough. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and also, um, the, like it gets very theatrical at moments. There's like people dancing on the hoods of cars, as if this was like a vaudeville, like if this was Greece, but in in slaughter race world. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, just the, that that whole sequence stood out to me as <laughs> like surprisingly good for what it was doing. And then at the at the end, obviously, she has this deep conversation with with Shank about her friendships and relationships. Uh, we we already talked mo- mostly about that too, but just to show that Shank is a character that like has uh, that that is a, a very well developed, considering how she's not exactly a main character of this movie, but like she does have wisdom to impart to, to Vanellope mm-hmm. at least in that sequence. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt about Tamora in the last movie, too. Like, she's not a main character, but you still, like, in that amazing flashback sequence when you find out why she's triggered by certain things. Like, you get so much of her! And she's not in that much of the movie. I mean, more than she's in this movie, but it's just... <laughs> she's so great! And I love that there's two amazing, badass, awesome ladies now in the franchise. They're both good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another awesome lady that is introduced here is Yes, who who is the head algorithm of <laughs> BuzzTube, which is the YouTube knockoff. Uh, she is voiced by Taraji P. Henson. Um, any any thoughts on her? I don't think we've we've really mentioned her at all so far. Um, I loved I love her. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I loved like uh, I just loved her like character. She's like that very like Im- like personification of like being like internet famous which makes me laugh <laughs> um but then i also thoroughly enjoyed all of her outfits and i needed every single one of them especially like the military-esque yes, outfit that she yes. had yes. Was, like, that was such a standout it's no. so sparkly and so oh, yeah. form-fitting. Yeah. i need all of, <laughs> all of the sparkly clothes accurate maybe not so much form-fitting but it's okay <laughs> I'll figure it out. Uh, But yeah, no, I thought she was a great character. And I just found her to be like super helpful. And um, 
you know, and again, like another like strong like female character, like she runs BuzzTube, which is I'm assuming <laughs> <laughs> which is BuzzFeed and YouTube combined, uh, or that's what it was in my opinion. But yeah, like I just love like give me all of the strong ladies. I will take them. <laughs> it was she was really cool too, and I kept being so afraid that either her or Shank was gonna turn out to be evil somehow. And I'm so glad that was not the case. Like what a relief. They're just nice, cool ladies who were also in charge of like everything. Ladies helping That's ladies. Like <laughs> Yeah. That was a good decision. I guess it's a ladies helping ladies situation because like, I, I, one nit I would pick is like, I'm not really sure why Yes continues to help them. Like, I, I, I don't think the movie got that across very well, but it's just like well, part of the movie. Said that Shank had sent them and she's like, yeah. oh, well, if that means like, no wonder like this was such a viral video. So clearly she has a lot of respect for Shank and anyone Shank can vouch for is worth helping. That was my interpretation. Also, I I figured, like, because she does run, I I don't know, like, a media sort of outlet that, like, that, um, I guess, is to attract attention. Like, she's like, this this is, like, a way for me to, yeah, like, she's like, yeah, yeah, she's still a business lady. So she's like, this is a way for me to, like, draw business. So maybe, like, by helping, like, Ralph and Vanellope out then I, in turn, like, get more, like, traffic to my site. So exactly, like, it's a win-win situation. Like, she gets to help them, but also help herself at the same time. But I wouldn't say that, like, her motivations were, like, um, you know, necessarily, like, come from purely, like, self-driven. Like, it was, like, I want to help, and at the same time, I benefit from it, too. But I, I never, you don't ever, like, get that. she's the head of the company. She can think pragmatically that way. Yes, that's why she's in charge, and she gets to wear mm-hmm. cool outfits. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dream. That, that was very solid business analysis. Uh, I, I think I'm convinced <laughs> now. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, and uh, her being the the leader of BuzzTube leads us into the other big thing that was talked about before this movie, which was the fact that Ralph is going into the internet. And like in the in the first movie, the main thing is video games, and you get video game references uh, all, all over that movie. Like here, we're going into the internet. We have giant like buildings representing sites like Google and Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we get we get a, a full sequence of Ralph doing various viral video templates uh, of himself just inserting into like B B videos and uh, cooking videos. But, like, how did you guys feel that the internet stuff ended up being um, overbearing? What or or like how how do you feel that this was? put into the movie maybe compared to how video games were incorporated into the first movie i really I liked, liked it more yeah because i because i too. yeah i don't i don't pay attention to retro video games the way i have to pay attention to the internet so it and i was i was curious how they're gonna make it work but i like that they have so if you're a human person in the internet that is like anthropomorphized essentially you have like a little character who serves as your human reference while visiting this virtual city and i love that idea i also we kind of just saw a bunch of different like we spent a little time in ebay a little time in buzz we like touched on amazon we touched on google 
And it didn't feel like they were they were spending too much time at any one place. Like you just got a, a general broad look at how this works. And I think that was a good idea because it didn't feel like pandering so much that way. I was curious why BuzzTube has a, a, a fake name, but Amazon and Google and eBay are all real things. Was Money. there copyright <laughs> issues at all well, with that? Well, no, no, because it, when they first show up, there is a YouTube building. So what is yeah? And, and also she ma- she makes reference like when she's scrolling through the bad videos, she's like, no, no, YouTube already got this one, no. So like YouTube does exist uh, in this universe, okay, but at the same yeah. time, BuzzTube also exists. So I guess it's supposed to be like a startup, maybe or something along that. My my what it, my guess best guess was that um they couldn't necessarily get the rights from BuzzFeed. And so they were like, okay, well, let's do like buzz tube. And that's our way of sort of like tiptoeing around it, uh-huh. if that makes sense. But I'm sure like any like, any like website that we saw, like Amazon and all of them were just like, yeah, we can throw like a little bit of money your way and you can have our name. Or even like, I'm sure some of those businesses were just like, yeah, just throw our name out there. Like, go for it because why not? Like, it's exposure. Re- yeah, like it's exposure. So, and at least like no one like controversial was like, hey, sh- put us in your movie because that would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of controversy, it's it's interesting that Twitter shows up frequently, but you know. Um, uh, I liked I was- it. I, I liked that the birds tweeted word bubbles that literally had tweets in them. And then they, I, and then yeah. they retweeted And they were mostly cats. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> It was all the I, I really liked the like uh how they like put it I, I agree with michelle i liked how it was kind of like a city because i guess if like i were to imagine what the internet looked like it would also be kind of a city and you're just going and visiting all of these like different like buildings and then i really enjoyed the sort of like visualization of each website um twitter was kind of obvious that it would be a tree with a bunch of birds in it but like the other ones like were really like cool especially like of course the google one was like the coolest with all of like the floating blocks and everything like that but i i thought it was like really nice and uh like nicely done too and it didn't feel like i don't know forced or pushed if that makes any kind of sense yeah for sure and like uh, what i hesitate to bring this up again but like the emoji movie is so uninteresting compared to this because record ralph too like it's so colorful like everything's moving all the time all the sites represented as buildings in the emoji movie they like go out into the phone and it's like totally blank except for boxes that are solid colors and they walk into the box and that's a new app but like it's it's so boring compared to compared to like all the effort they put into this it's a better like visual visualization of the internet because the internet is busy like i didn't see the emoji movie but just from what you're describing like it doesn't seem like they properly captured what the internet is like millions upon millions of people are on the internet at any given moment so yeah it's gonna look like a super busy like city like with all types of traffic and moving parts and things and you know this and that like we're on the internet right now um so (laughs) so true facts (laughs) um but so it would make sense that like 
he would like you know make it a city that's busy and like lively and like has all of these different parts and like even like the dark web i thought that was great um and i'm glad that we didn't explore it too much but it was also like just really nice (laughs) so shady yeah (laughs) but i like that they were just like this is the dark web it's super shady like and then like even like the characters were kind of like well the character was a worm so i thought that was like great that was perfect i was like look at this wormy character ha, he's a worm like ha. <laughs> and he has a second he has a second head spurting out of his shoulder <laughs> don't look God, at his brother so distracting <laughs> and uh, R- ralph continues to make uh, cyst puns and uh, like uh, <laughs> that was just great <laughs> like that's yeah. what i imagine being on the dark web is like <laughs> Yeah, and uh, other sites that are represented here, um, eBay kind of looks like Ikea from the outside, but on the inside, like, it's a big auction floor, and, like, people, like, that little was, people doing that auctions. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And uh, also, um, uh, Instagram is, like, an art gallery. <laughs> I like that Pinterest was just, like, a bunch of cork, uh, cork boards or whatever, with, like, a bunch of pins put up everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so they they hit all the places. Oh, also when uh, at the end near the end where like Vanellope throws it, hit the metal into the void, and Ralph goes all the way to the bottom. We see like the abandoned internet <laughs> with like GeoCities down yeah. there, Y two K sign. <laughs> so like for so, like all the old internet references got down there too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so the, the the internet ends up being, I think, well depicted and, and certainly not cringy at all. Like, oh, I guess the one thing I guess we haven't talked about the viral video sequence. Like, there is a lot of stuff there. But do you think that this will hold up in five years if someone watches this movie? I've been thinking about that. Uh, I mean, some things will definitely be there. Google and eBay will still be there. Amazon's probably still going to be there. Maybe, you know, in like 10, 15 more years, who knows? But then again, everything is a time capsule of history when it's made. So why not just make a movie that's relevant now and see, you know, because again, like the the Internet's just the dressing for the bigger drama going on between Vanellope and Ralph. So as long as that continues to be sincere, I don't think it'll matter a ton that the landscape changes and feels a little more outdated. It'll become a relic of the past. Be like, oh yeah, I remember when Amazon was a place you could buy things from. So it honestly doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> Do you remember Amazon? Well, <laughs> you mean the rainforest? <laughs> Amazon, you okay, mean the company that, o- that owns my refrigerator? What, what about them? <laughs> I think uh, I think this movie will sort of be like whenever the like the first Wreck-It Ralph came out, like everyone was like, like hardcore feeling like the nostalgia, like, you know, with all of the old video games and everything like that. And so I sort of feel like Wreck-It Ralph 2 will be that movie for like all of us in like 10 or 15 years, if that makes any like because like all of like the Internet references, because our lives are like very consumed by the internet and so like we'll look back and we'll be like haha remember like twitter and you know amazon used to ship things and now they rule our brains <laughs> yeah amazon was a bad example because i think they're the ones who are gonna no i think amazon's the best <laughs> <laughs> the, the, 
the best one to make fun of. Like. Uh, so, so yeah, there, there's a lot to, to take out from the internet stuff. But as April point highlights, and it's, it's something to stress, like the internet never ends up being something that overshadows the the main story of Ralph and Vanellope. And I think that's what make, what keeps this a great movie: the fact that it it, does, it focuses on the characters as opposed to the setting, like like some other movies might might have felt tempted to do. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think we've hit the, the major stuff. Um, there, there are like other characters that we haven't really talked about. Any minor characters that stood out to you guys of like notable or funny or interesting in the, the movie? The clickbait pop-up guy! He was yeah. the best! <laughs> I was so afraid he, see, I kept warning everyone was evil, but he was just doing his best in his tiny little office trying to actually help get people to make money playing video games on the internet. <laughs> It was great. What a great idea. He was just genuinely trying to, like, help. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Sp- JP's family, uh, uh, uncredited voice role by yep. Bill Hader. Um, uh, yeah, he, he he's fun. And also he has his, like, little um, sidekick, I guess, his cousin or whatever. I, the I'm not... serious person in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, showed like... up and, like, his arms were his super long. Arms. long. <laughs> <laughs> When, when, he was. Was when his arms stretched out, like half the uh, the audience, which was uh, kids, but like half of them were like, "Ew!" <laughs> like that. That was an interesting moment. And uh, also later, his family actually ends up being sort of like helpful to Ralph too, because he he's the one who like stops him from going all out. It's like, "Hey, you can't just storm in the slaughter race like that." It gives a bad example. So like he ends up actually like saying stuff and then taking him to the to the dark web. Uh, he shows up in the climax, like, with the car, like, hey, I'm here to save you, and Ralph just goes through his car, because his car is janky, because he lives in a spam site. But, uh, yeah, so he, he, like, pops up in and out of the movie, and I think he, he he's funny every time he shows up, so, so good, good, good one to highlight, yeah. Um, oh, um, what's his face? Knows more, voiced by the amazing Alan Tudyk, always. Yes. <laughs> I remember whatever, um, like we were watching the credits because I went and saw the movie with my friends, and like they sh- they showed that it was Alan Alan Tudyk, and my one friend goes, "Oh my gosh, it would be Alan Tudyk," and I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> I was like, are are you upset? And he's and he's like, no, Alan Tudyk is a treasure. And I was like, well, yeah, but like you sounded but really also. upset just now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, he uh, of course uh, he voiced the King Candy in the first movie, so he shows up as an entirely new character in in here. And he is gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, his main source of humor is his autocomplete. Um, he, he like throws in references when people try to uh, type in stuff. Like uh, I think he mentions Ur- Urkel uh, as played by Julia White at some point. Um, yeah, so uh, he 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 he's also very appreciative of Vanellope saying thank you because apparently no one says thank you to their search engines. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's the lesson we should take away from this. Say thank you to the internet. Thanks, internet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, search engines. Uh, we, we, we briefly mentioned Tamora from the first movie. She does show up in this movie as well as uh, Felix. But they have a, a very brief side plot of them adopting the uh, gameless racers from Sh- Sugar Race. They do that in the beginning. We have the entire movie. Then at the very end, they show up again. It's like, hey, we 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 treat oh, we train them to be the, good children. Secret of parenthood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I thought that was a good, like, tiny little bit for, like, the, I guess, the adults, you know, yeah. and the audience. Very, throwing them a like, bone. Yeah, they're like, here you guys go. They're like, how did you manage? Because there was, what, 15 of them or 11 of 15. them? They're like, yeah, yeah, 15. Yeah, they're like, how did you manage to, like, you know, raise 15, like, orphan children? And then they're like, the, well, the secret is to, and then, like, all the cars are racing by. <laughs> And at the end, they're like, wow, every parent should know that. And I was like, y'all, see what you did there. <laughs> and and I, I think it's worth noting that, like, they get very little time in this movie. Whereas in the in the first movie, we had the Ralph and Vanellope story. But we kept cutting into to Felix and Tamora, like, searching for them, falling sort of in love sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so be, because because of that, when I, when I rewatched it, I was like, well, I want to stick to Vanellope and Ralph. So I think that the sequel, at least in my opinion, does a good job of, like, uh, they're they're here, but we're not going to make them part of the story this time, and I'm perfectly fine with that because it feels like a more focused movie because of it. But I don't know if you guys missed them at all, or <laughs> were you okay with it? I was. Okay I saw. I think it. I saw enough. I didn't need to see more. I'm. I was happy that they were there. I would have been so sad to not hear Jane Lynch, and she did have lines, and that was good. But yeah, I agree. It would have been weird to keep cutting into them and they're you know, raising children's shenanigans that would have felt a little out of place given the other stuff going on in the A plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that we like I guess kept them out of the the A plot and just like what how we touched on them was perfect. Like because we yeah. kind of like like we got their story. Like that was it. You know, like no offense, but no one really wants to see them try and manage fifteen like children. That would be horrifying. Like that so, would. So just... you don't want to know the secret to parenting? It'll be a DVD special feature. We'll get a nice <laughs> little three-minute video. They'll be like, depth. "Do you want to remove the car noises?" Yes, and then like they. <laughs> that's... <laughs> but then uh, even then, they're just like, "All you have to do is love them." Like, and feed them vegetables and then you're like this is a waste put the car noises back (laughs) yeah tens of people will be buying the dvd just for this feature i'm sure tens uh uh, and uh yeah i I think that's uh pretty much it um there's a a mid-credits scene of uh, little moana i'm watching the the, the, ralph do the pancake thing that we uh, was also in the trailer milkshake Wait, is that supposed to be Baby Moana? I just assumed that it, it was, but I'm not sure if it actually is. It looked like Baby Moana to me. She just wanted to feed the kitty pancakes, and who was it? The bunny got the pancakes, and the kitty got the milkshakes. I remember. <laughs> yes, there you go. That rhymes, so it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and of course, there's the the post credit scene with the Frozen Two teaser. Um, I guess we should talk about that here. Uh, what did you guys think about Frozen Two? Um, well, so I um, I'm not a huge fan of the Frozen movies, so I was very upset that I had stayed all the way through the credits to watch the trailer, and I was like immediately like, "All right, it's time to go. I'm out of here." <laughs> Oh, so you weren't expecting the Frozen 2 teaser, but once you saw Frozen 2, you were like, nah, and you left. Yep. Okay. And <laughs> Michelle, did you stay for the post credits? <laughs> no. Oh. But I read about it on the wiki, but it didn't say anything specific about it, <laughs> except that it was a Rickroll, apparently. Wow. What wow. happened, Alex? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, yeah, unfortunately, the Frozen 2 teaser ended up being uh, Ralph in the Never Gonna Give You Up music video, and that was That's very amazing. funny. That sounds great, actually. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really wonderful because, when again, while we were watching the credits, we were just like, we were like, Never Gonna Give You Up. I didn't hear that song at all. And we were like, we all sat there and we were like, did we get Rick rolled and we didn't even realize it? Like, <laughs> we, we were like, next level. Yeah, and then, like, we stayed, and they were like, and now a trailer for Frozen 2, and I was like, oh, my God, no, why did you <laughs> And then the, it started with the Rick roll, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, unha- I'm not unhappy anymore, thank you, like... <laughs> I, w- I was disappointed they didn't do the entire music video. Like, they only did, like, 30 seconds. And then it's, like, Ralph saying, like, hey, you should leave now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect, though. Like, I really yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. The, and it, it's it's a perfect way to end an internet movie by Rick Rowling. Like, just the, the, the most classic meme in uh, internet history. So, yeah. Uh yeah, so I, I think we've covered pretty much every every major thing here in Wrecked Ralph too. Any final thoughts before we begin signing off here? No, just that it was again. I was still very pleasantly surprised since it was a sequel from Disney, and um, definitely cried whenever like Ralph and Penelope were go- going to say goodbye or were saying goodbye to each other and all of that. And my favorite part of that too was because. Again, I saw it with my friends, and my other friend was also crying, and my husband, like, turns to her, and he's just like, really? And she's just like, shut <laughs> up! And I'm, like, over there, like, falling my eyes out, so... <laughs> It was a it was a really good moment, and I was like, I'm just so glad she got caught, not me. <laughs> just one thing from the crying part, like oh, an- another piece that was very beautiful is because they have half of their cookies to uh, of their cookie hero, Uh-oh, and so when they hug, gosh, it comes together. Started. That was really sweet. Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful shot that did that does that, that did trigger my tear ducts. <laughs> um, also, how hard are those cookies? Because or that cookie because. It, it's like how many years old and it's still like at intact years, you know? at least like, is it rock now <laughs> in my petrified cookie wow. perfect <laughs> uh, uh, michelle any final thoughts I'm not thinking about how much ralph treasures that metal throughout the whole movie like it's such a big deal to him that she made that for him and he treasures it so much and i think that's fair it did their their friendship's just very very earnest and sweet and just good and that's just very refreshing i'm really glad they're friends you guys (laughs) earnest friendship something that we should all strive to develop in our lives without getting too clingy about it you know exactly i don't know because i tend to love people to death I'm like, Mark, you're my you're friend now. <laughs> <laughs> Love them to death till the life leaves their eyes. Basically. I'm like, hi, we're friends. How can I love you until you hate me? <laughs> and then, then all your friends are Vanellope. Like, hey, don't, don't, exactly. don't, don't crush me in your giant hand. <laughs> Look, I told you, I was, I was, I could relate to that so much. <laughs> you did say that's true. Mm. 
Well, if you want to find out uh, other movies that we've talked about, maybe not as good as Wreck-It Ralph 2. Like, this is probably one of the better movies that we've covered this year on Overly Animated. But we've covered as many animated films as we can. You can check out previous reviews at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about this movie or any other animated stuff out there. Um, you can find that at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Uh, you can also support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Taylor, a.k.a. Needle. Um, this is a very Needle movie. He's a very meme-savvy person, I'm sure. So he would, he would <laughs> yes. appreciate this movie. Um, uh, th- thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John Ryan, Stephen Hugh. Uh, other than Wrecked Ralph, uh, as mentioned, we, we have covered other animated uh, movies in the past. Um, we, we recently had a podcast on, Mir- on Mirai, which is an anime movie from J- from Japan. Uh, we'll also be talking uh, Steven Universe pretty soon. We have uh, maybe Miraculous Ladybug. Uh, a, bu- a bunch. Uh, She-Ra recently came out that April yeah. hosted uh, recently. And Michelle so, was on. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and, and Michelle <laughs> was on there, too. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff for for you to explore. A lot of uh, high quality animated content, not just in films but also in television. So we we try to cover as much of that as we can. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be here if there's a Wrecked Ralph three. We'll be back in like two years or three years or so to talk Seven about years. that. Seven years. <laughs> so, well, uh, yeah, it has been. They keep mentioning that it's been six years since the the the, the first movie's events. And why so do that's they keep why... pointing it out to us, if not to remind us that in eight years we'll get a new one? <laughs> But it's funny because video game characters don't age. So, like, and maybe that's why they need to remind us because they look exactly the same as the first movie. So, that, like, the only way we would even know is if they told us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what would an internet movie look like six years ago? Would it have looked the same? Um, no. Mm, what's died recently? Twitter! Oh wait, no, sorry. Vine! I meant Vine! Vine was uh, yeah. That's what we were missing. Yeah, a Vine. A Vine. Vine. <laughs> yeah. It would be like the Twitter tree, but instead of birds, there would be like green vines with like videos Like greenery, like shrubs. Um, yeah. And like it, the, the, it would be like vinery and there would be flowers blooming and those would be the vines. Ooh, well, like literal vines. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> Yeah, the, the hanging gardens of the internet. The, the hanging gardens are a dead natural wonder, and thus Vine is also a dead wonder of the of the intertubes. So, good job. Uh, re- rest in peace to Vine. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you have any other suggestions on in- past internet icons that could have been included in this movie, feel free to message us about that as well. But on that note, <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Bye.